0: I'm a natural hater. I'm drawn to criticism, observational comedy, anything that aims to point out absurdities, comment on how broken everything is, or simply say, isn't this awful? But lately, whenever I criticize something in the culture, I'm accused of not supporting other women, the cardinal sin of our age. Let people enjoy things is the prevailing wisdom. But I think the time is right for us to all be haters again. I'm not the first person to criticize the let people enjoy things maxim. If you want to find some great links for articles about the Let People Enjoy Things phenomenon, uh, you can find them in the written version of this uh, newsletter with some links there. Um, Anyway, the Let People Enjoy Things Maxim connects to this insipid accusation leveled against haters who happen to be women that we don't support other women, that our criticism is rooted in internalized misogyny and not like taste. That our lives are miserable because we're haters. But I think the opposite is true. It's not that my life is miserable, it's their life that's miserable. Not only because they lash out, but because they engage in some form of culture that I find sad, like influencer culture, those memes that say the poster's main hobby is sleeping. Is there anything more culturally desolate than the current Instagram feed, replete with influencers, ads, and memes about how great it is to be lonely? Why are you protecting such a sad and empty part of culture? This isn't, about, this isn't just about criticizing the latest Marvel movie, Lizzo album, or stale meme. There is a general reluctance to criticize much of internet culture, unless it's explicitly right-wing. What we can criticize and how is very narrowly defined. Instagram, TikTok, or cancel culture, and how people engage in it, is a tightly regulated conversation. Any criticism of TikTok and its effect on our attention spans, for example, is dismissed. We're meant to love and accept TikTok because it's created by young people, women, and queer people. Forgetting that all these young people are creating value for free for the tech overlords. Do you get what I mean? Any attempt at criticism, be it systematic, or psychological, or cultural, is interpreted as an attack on some group. Everything is internalized and turned into identity politics. Hence the uh, annoying maxim about supporting other women. Most people acknowledge that social media is a net negative. I'm not advocating we log off forever. Obviously, I love Instagram. But consider the effect of social media as an enterprise, as work, especially for women who make up the bulk of lifestyle bloggers and influencers, actively hurts the creators and consumers. The admonishment to support other women, or the declaration that one is neglecting her sacred duty to support other women, seems tied to the idea that one must let others enjoy things. There's no space for criticism of trends, social media, or phenomena, particularly if a woman enjoys it. See also any criticism of the true crime genre. Can't I be mad at yet another wide-brim hat, Joshua Tree, yoga retreat, linen pants, minimalist girl painting a beautiful piece of mid-century furniture without being called sexist? Maybe the accusation of not supporting other women gets under my skin precisely because I do support other women as corny as I think that phrase is. I care a lot about uplifting, encouraging, and connecting with other women. The appearance or reality of scarcity in a sector often leads women to make alliances with men and ignore the women in their industry. I try to fight against that impulse as best I can. But like, do I need to support every woman in every endeavor? Do I have a responsibility to women in other sectors based solely on our gender? What about women whose work I find tasteless or dull or even despicable? Like, do I have to support Hannah Gatsby even though I think she's not funny? I've been accused of not supporting other women for criticizing influencer culture, which I find kind of abject and sad, and I feel a deep pity for influencers. Um, For criticizing turning politicians into celebrities, which I think is tasteless and morally bankrupt. Or criticizing any female artist or female-lit film, which I think I'm free to critique regardless of who the creator is. The charge that I hate other women by questioning systems and cultural practices, such as social media or politician worship, is absurd. These are relatively new phenomena. Most people are only comfortable criticizing such practices when their political enemies engage in them or in this behavior. Like politician worship, for example. Yet when one dares to question why a particular NDP MLA gets heaps of memeified love, Or whether influencers get to actually experience their lives rather than mediate it through a screen, I'm accused of being a hater. I'm anti woman, racist, anything they throw at you for being critical. Everything is internalized now. Your Instagram account is part of your identity, your job is part of your identity. Any attack on your position in our weird cultural, political, social culture feels personal. But it isn't personal. This all seems like yet another symptom of a culturally bankrupt society. I'm not, by the way, advocating for people to revert to this weird Tumblr mode that says because I like X, it is morally good and has artistic merit, or because I don't like X, it is racist, sexist, whatever. Your dislike of something can come from your values, your reading of culture, or anything else. Taste, even. An argument for bringing back hating things is actually an argument for taste, for having standards for what you consume. The biggest pitfall for haters is not to get too high and mighty. to feel like only you see everything clearly. Only your third eye is open. I don't want to act like I'm the only enlightened one, because obviously I'm not. You've met me or read my work, so you probably know I love Instagram. I tie my identity to my work, and I have in the past worshipped politicians. But I think that gives me insight into why these conceptions of the self are so destructive, and why they make people react so strongly to criticism. Maybe because, as I wrote about earlier this year, criticism at all isn't anathema, I think is how you say that word, to our culture of fandom, sans, and letting people enjoy things. One still ought to have a prevailing love for all people in creation. Of course, I believe that. But let's make criticism, thoughtful, research, deep criticism, cool again. Let's make it okay to say something sucks. Am I suggesting I kind of love the sin or hate the sin mentality? Maybe so. I never want my personal voice or brand or whatever to be about promoting negativity. Yes, I post the yawning emoji on many interior design posts on Instagram, and I bond with friends over my hatred for the celebrification of NDP politicians, but mostly I want my life to be about things that I love. I want my life to be about things that make me laugh, movies that make me think, and books that inspire me to write my own work. The challenge of being a hater is allowing hate to flow from a place of love. Stay with me on this. Hating a specific movie is loving cinema as a form. Hating politician worship is loving people and the potential for political change. And hating social media and influence or culture is loving humanity. When I find something to hate, I'm articulating what I love. And I will keep hating things until the day I die.